And we forget that like at the end of the day, we are running a business. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach. And I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we'll be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. All right, guys, I'm just going to let you know that you may die of fucking laughter with this episode. It is very funny. Olivia and I just get along so well and like it's just very funny. I've also done an interview on her or chat more like it on her podcast as well so you can go over and check her podcast out. We will link the episode to that in the description box um, because that was also a really fiery fun episode. We're both very fiery so it was amazing. Um, I will just forewarn you that I did record this before I found out that I had what did I have? Laryngitis. So my voice is very husky. It's not the quality of the sound. It's actually my voice sounds fucked. So hopefully you can just deal with that for the juicy nuggets in this episode. We talk about um, Olivia's relationship, which is really interesting because she's with her partner and then they're away because he's in the army or military. They're the same things. He's basically out on mission for a while. Um, And so that's really interesting. We talk about we talk a lot about boundaries, boundaries, people pleasing, business stuff. Um, yeah, we go a lot on boundaries actually, which is really awesome. So you guys are going to love this episode. Please make sure that you post it on Instagram and tag both of us so that we can repost it and say, thank you. I hope that you really enjoy the episode. And also a little um, reminder that Witch Room Wisdom is available now if you are interested in it. And also, um, if you're wanting to join the mastermind next year or BABA, which is my Badass Bitches Academy, then please make sure that you are already on the wait list or you've emailed me letting me know that you're interested. That way you don't miss out on the spots because they will start opening as of January. Actually, the spaces are already getting sold out. So maybe they're opening now, whatever. If you want a space, you can take it right now because spaces are already going. Um, not that I've opened it yet, but that's like, I don't really open things properly. I like just it's all in beautiful flow. It just happens when it needs to happen. So if you're feeling that pull towards either of those programs, make sure you let me know um, so you can get your space in. And if you're wanting to be a one-on-one client next year, you also need to let me know ASAP because um, I want to make sure that I can fit you in if I can. So enjoy this episode. Also a little warning. um, I did, we did have a bit of murky retrograde moment in the middle of it. So the recording like we cut out, like I just fucking, my whole Zoom just crashed basically and restarted. So there's a little bit of a thing in the middle where you might be like, oh, we jumped, but um, that's just that. So enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. And I will see you on the flip side. Yeah, I know. Anyway, how are you? I'm so excited for this combo. Me too. I'm feeling really good. We actually found out um, Wednesday that we're moving to Tennessee. So we're not moving to New York now. Bummer. Yeah. Well, for where now. Where is Tennessee? So- uh, we're going to be one hour outside of Nashville. Where so. on the map, though? Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> Tennessee's like Tennessee's more towards the East Coast, so it gets closer okay. to New York. So it'll be a quicker flight. Like I can fly to Shannon for like one hundred fifty dollars. On she's in North Carolina, so on the East Coast. Okay. Um, and it's only like an hour flight, so I can imagine to New York it's quick, which is nice okay. from rather than Texas. But yeah, yeah. so now wow. we move next month. So we've just got like a Holy lot. Holy shit! Yeah, moving is big. Yeah, it's huge. Right. It's huge. 
Yeah. How well, are you liking New York? Sending you all my love. I am good. I've got, I'm rocking my sexy husky voice today. I'm here for it. Yeah. Look, it's annoying. Like it's annoying, but I'm like, I kind of dig it at the same time. So I'm not too worried. Yeah. Look, it's fucking amazing. Today we've got actual sun. Yesterday I, I woke up and I was like, has the sun risen yet? Like I actually was like, is the sun not going to rise today? Like it was dark the whole day. It was so weird. Because where I am, I can see the sunrise and it's beautiful. And this morning it was all pink and blue and I was just like, oh, it was so dreamy. I love that. It's 80 degrees here again today, so. Oh, so locked myself inside, aircon on. Oh my God, I feel yeah. so bad for you. I'm so sorry. I, I My heart goes out to you. I have it set to 65 in my house, so I'm fine. I'm nice and cozy. Okay, good. Wow, that's traumatic. Yeah, it's awful. So I'm jealous of the New York fall and winter because it's like perfect there. Yeah, I know it's cold. Actually, even yesterday was like a little bit warm for me and it was probably like, um, it was like six degrees yesterday Celsius, which is like, fuck knows what that is in Fahrenheit. Hey, Suri, what's six degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit? Let's see what it is. Six degrees Celsius. 42 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, okay. That's so it was perfect. even still a little bit warm though, because by the time you have a jumper on and like a big wool coat and then yeah. like I was in, okay. So, oh my God, this is going to be the best conversation. I feel like we could be sitting here for the whole day. <laughs> so like warning. So I went to Macy's last night. I was like out with some friends and I went to Macy's at like 7 yeah. p.m. whatever, because I wanted to go get decorations because look, I bought a fucking Christmas tree. Did you see it on my Instagram story? Macy's is, Macy's is such a New York thing. I fucking love I know. it. Oh I know. my God. So like, and actually, okay, it doesn't smell really Christmassy, but like, it does, it's not fake. So it smells like, okay, let's just be real. It actually smells smell? like nothing, but like, whatever. Oh. It's like Indians. It's like, not Indian, it's Italian stonewood. <laughs> okay, if, I, if I like shoved one of these prickles up my nostril, it smells like a Christmas tree. But I can't oh like God. smell it from a normal distance. Anyway, so I need a diffuser with like a balsam fir oil. Yeah, I actually need to get some. If you know one, get like let me know. Yeah. But I do have a holiday joy one. That's oh, I have like the fucking- holiday. The holiday peace one will be the same as that, but like a a tree one instead of a cinnamon. I love from those. DoTerra. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need that. I need that. Okay, I'm going to order that. I wish I could like I just go through this camera and like sniff it. Oh, I have it. I have two. I've, I think I have three of those exact ones like on deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the best. Anyways, I went to Macy's and I was, dr- no, I actually went to the container store first and I was dripping in sweat. Like I put my hand up the back of my jumper and my whole back was wet. And I, and because what I find so frustrating is that it's cold outside, but it is like a fucking sauna in every shop. And okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I just had this conversation with Shannon because that happened to me. It was last weekend. It was like 40 degrees out. So I get all cute and cozy and it's perfect outside and then go in places and you literally have to de-robe and take everything off and get like down to nothing before you're finally cooled off. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. So I feel like the trick is that basically you need a fucking warm coat and wear a singlet underneath it. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, it was just like, it's, I find it really frustrating because then I'm like, get me the fuck out of the store. And I can't actually be in the store very long because I get really frustrated. Obviously like we're both in the same fucking boat when it comes to heat. So um, yeah, it was a little bit warm last night because I even went outside and I kept my jacket off 
Mm. when I left the store because I was just too hot. But that's a whole other story. So New York is amazing. God, God, yeah. I miss miss having fall and winter for sure. Um, But I totally agree with you. I I went and got, what was it? My hair hair done and it was cold outside but inside I was dripping sweat the whole yeah. time you know it's yeah really it's a lot it's a lot anyway okay so let's just wait firstly what's in your cacao oh god so I have let's see let's see if I can name it all so I have the four sigmatic mushroom cacao mix hot cacao yeah. mix and then I have a little bit of their coffee one yeah and then I have a, a tablespoon of Sophie Jaffe from philosophy she has like a protein superfood blend so I put like Ooh. a tablespoon of that in there there's the sacred love and higher consciousness drops Fuck so yeah, like lots of love frequencies in there um a couple drops of peppermint oil from oh, me too. Mm-hmm. It's mm. so cozy and warm. And a little bit of MCT oil. I think there were a couple, a little bit of stevia. I think that's it. And then I blend it all up. Yum. In a Vitamix? I don't have a Vitamix. I have a Ninja. I don't know what that is, but cool. <laughs> it's cool. Like, the, like the lesser version of a Vitamix, but it still, I mean, it still works. Amazing. The, the, the new Vitamix it's like so fucking bulky. It's like kind of annoying. I'm like, why does it have to be so bulky? It's just, yeah, it's huge. And it's huge. Very, very, very bulky. But it Vitamixes is. are the jams. Such an abundant vibe. Oh my God. And they make the most velvety soups ever. Like mm. fucking velvet. It's like, I can make the same soup with a stick blender or a Vitamix. And it tastes like asshole with a stick blender and amazing with a Vitamix. It's weird. Really? Yeah. I have used the stick blender before, like the immersion blender. Um, but I don't make soup very often. That's like creamy like that. Okay. Well, it turns on the soup, right? Like I feel like pumpkin soup is fine, but like I have this kale and cauliflower soup. that's fucking awesome. But with a stick blender, it's kind of like not awesome because the kale doesn't blend enough. So it kind of goes this like white slash green bits of thing. <laughs> and then you have, yeah, your kale, which is going to be all like fibrous and just like kind of gritty a little bit. <laughs> uh, no. But when you, when you put that in the Vitamix, it's like this bright green, mm. like velvety soup. It's amazing. It's very different. Bright green though. I don't know if I can do it. Really? You don't like green soups? No, that looks like vomit to me, like throw up. Um, not here for it, but I do like right now I've been doing, um, like a lot of chicken in the crock pot and it'll make kind of like a soupy uh, yeah. consistency and then either pour it over rice or just pour more chicken broth in it and then eat it like a soup. And it's so yeah. good. Oh my God. I love, I love a crock pot. Okay. So you'll love this. You'll totally resonate with this. So I, yeah. I randomly met these two guys in the fucking sauna yesterday. I was listening into their conversation because I couldn't figure out whether they were Australian or British or like South African. I'm getting my accents very confused. And I now actually have some compassion when Americans or whatever say like, oh, where are you from? And I used to be like, are you fucking moron? Like obviously Australia, like, hello, like we sound like Bogans. But now I've actually realized like, no, it's confusing. So because I'm getting confused. The only time that I know if someone's Australian now is if they have a really thick, like, good day, mate. How are you doing today? Like, really thick accent. Um, Yeah. I was, like, sitting in the salon, like, fucking minding my own business. And these two Mm -hmm. guys were, like, talking a lot. And I was like, what the fuck are they? Because I've had a few instances where I've said to somebody, oh, my God, are you Australian? And they're like, no, I'm British. And I'm like, fuck. 
Like that's so embarrassing. You guys all kind of sound alike a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you said that to an Australian Australian, as in like someone living in Australia, they'd be like, no, we fucking don't. But when you're out of the country, like, yeah, we actually can sound a little bit similar. So, yeah. and I feel like, I feel like their accent had like diminished a little bit because they'd been living here for a long time, whatever. Then they finally said bloke. And I was like, okay, they're Australian because Australians say the word like bloke. Anyway, because we have weird ass slang. It's kind of like we say spag bowl. We don't say spaghetti bolognese. Huh. Interesting. The only thing I know of Australia is I think of um, the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. What movie was that? They go to Australia. They go to Australia. Yeah. And they eat um, Vegemite. Is that in Australia? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might. And they, they have like the accents and it's something, it's in Sydney. Ah, oh, what is it called? Something. Yeah. I don't know. It's somewhere in there, but it's all that I can think of is them eating the Vegemite and their friends that they make who are Australian. And that's all I really know of Australia. Okay. Amazing. Honestly. Cool. That's fine. That's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so fucking rant, Kate, this is what I'm actually getting to. I tell, I've gone roundabout. So then they're like, we were talking and they're like, you should come out tonight. And I could, I could feel this like throat thing coming on. And I was like, okay, like maybe, but then at the same time I was like, no, I fucking am. Because I said to myself, I want to make an effort with making friends here. And I've met mm. these people in a fucking sauna. Like I didn't want to come to the sauna this morning, but I like kind of was like, no, I'll feel good afterwards. I'm just going to go and like, look who I met. Right. You never know where it's going to lead. So, um, I went and I literally rocked up with a giant cup of broth. And they were like, is that coffee? And I was like, no, it's bone broth. And I went to one of the bone broth places, got a large bone, chicken bone broth, and then like was at a pub. Everyone else was like drinking beer and I'm just like, yeah, my bone broth. It was very funny. That is the most Monica thing I've ever heard in my whole I know, life. I know. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't rock out with like a bone broth in one hand, cacao in the other hand. Anyway. Yeah. And everyone's drinking beer and you're just over there with your little warm, cozy beverages in your wool coat. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally like super cozy. I had like a big turtleneck on, like massive knitted jumper. And I was just like, I'm here for this fucking vibe. Oh my God. I love it so much. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, the most Monica thing I've ever heard. Do you know how long you're going to be in New York for? Or is there I'm kind gonna, of like up to question marks? Yeah, I'm going to be here until like mid-April. That's it. Then where are you going to go? And then I'm going to Paris and I'm going to live there for a while. Yeah. Like hard life. And then I'm going to live there for a while. And then I'll go back to Australia for August and probably September, probably do a month in Sydney, a month in Melbourne, just to like see my friends and family. And then I'll come Mm -hmm. back for October. So you just want to like be a nomad, like just traveling all around? I actually don't want to be a nomad. I think people think that I do. And like, I obviously love the freedom that I have right now to be able to travel. Like it's such a blessing and I, I'm really grateful for it, but I am a Sag. I love traveling. I can't stay in the same place always. Um, Mm. like even my family, like I've never grown up in the same one house. Like we've moved so much. So Mm. I like moving and I like traveling and I, I love change. But yeah. I don't want to be a nomad. Like, I want to settle. I'm just, right now, I can't settle in America because I don't have a green card yet. So mm. it's actually, fuck, I'm running in the planner for this week. Fucking green, green card. Holy shit. I need to put my application in. It's, like, closing really soon. I hope it's already closed. Fuck. I think it's actually already closed. Dick muncher. <sighs> we'll see what happens. Anyway, Dick, whatever. Dick Muncha. Dick Muncha, the veggie mite. Okay, yeah. I just want your accent. I could listen to you talk all day long. Keep going, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so when I get my green card, then then I can be like full-time. But I don't really care because I also hate summer. So like I'm going to evacuate. But I can deal with like European summer more than what I can deal with like 
American, like New York summer is like a fucking death sentence. Oh. Death fucking Mm. sentence. Like evacuate, evacuate, evacuate. Um, That's my plan. But then, but then like, honestly, when I come back next year in November, like I fucking, I'm going to have my green card by then. I'm going to be set up so I can stay. And then my plan would be during summer, I would... If I still wanted to, I could go to Europe. I have a British passport, so it's very easy for me to go. Um, or I would go to Colorado and have summer where it's dry. Dry all the way. Humidity right. makes me want to kill someone. Oh, oh my God. It makes me want to kill myself. It's the worst thing in the, like literally the entire world. I would rather be hot as long as it's dry than be yeah. anywhere near humidity. It makes, it makes me even so humidity in a shower. I'm like, get me the fuck out. Like, yep. or even in a yep. bath, I can't have really hot baths. Cause like my, I feel like my face getting, it's all like humid. I'm like, get me the fuck out of this bloody bath. Yeah. hundred percent. I always have the fan on with the shower and it's yeah. like, get out. And then I just, yeah, it makes my face really red and really yeah. like blotchy and it's, everything is damp and moist. And then you've got like the mold mildewy smell. No, oh, no, that shit is toxic as fuck. Don't, I don't do moles. Ew, 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 ew. Ick, 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 ick. Yeah. Could never live in Florida ever. Never make me. Oh, I don't worry. I think I'll, I, the only place I'd actually live would be New York and Colorado. That'd be it. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, how exciting. So traveling a lot, but then one day eventually you do want to settle down somewhere. Maybe have like a home in a couple places. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the idea, right? I want to have a home in New York, a home in Colorado, maybe a home in Paris. A fucking man. Let's do it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> We're making it happen. I'm so oh yeah. It's, it's fucking, it's on the Pinterest board. It's already done. It's well, and it's going to happen. I don't even have a question in my mind. Like I truly am like, it's just not even a question. It's not, Oh, yeah. am I going to have the houses? It's yes, I am. Like, that's what I desire. Mm-hmm. And my desires and God's desires are the same. And so it is it's yeah already it's happened. already happened we're just waiting for the house to become available or to be built yep absolutely yeah. I already oh, know exactly what I'm looking for so I'm I'm good um but like but like now isn't the right time that's why I don't have it yet yeah 100 you know? because if you had it now it wouldn't feel the same as when you have it when you're going to be ready for it exactly 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 anyway okay so I never plan plan things for these obviously but um right. I did write down Olivia boundaries I know we talked about that I'm like we what are we about via text so one of my friends actually from London phoned me the other morning and she found out this coach has been literally copying and pasting everything um what onto like like literally the exact same sales page like legitimately copied and fucking pasted like I don't know what gives people the audacity to do this, but like it blows my fucking socks off. Anyway, mm-hmm. so she she was like, she called me because she was like, if anybody knows what to do, it's going to be you. And, mm-hmm. um, and basically then we were talking and whenever I was giving her advice and then um, she was like, so we should rename you the boundaries bitch. And I was like, I'm fucking here for it. Oops. Says my I friend. love that. I, I love, love, love that. I, I just had a, so I'm in a mind right now and our second month was on right relationship. And we just had a guest speaker come in, James Olivia on, came in and talked about boundaries. And she said, boundaries are a result. Your will is the cause. What you want is your responsibility. And so you have to Wait, have can this we re- will. Yeah. Let's repeat that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so she was, she was talking about that of like, your will is the cause, like what you want, you have to know the fuck you want. And then your boundaries are just the result of what you want and like what you need in order to have what you want. Yes. It's like the same thing of like you, what you want is always also going to have the energy of like love for yourself and what in your life, your boundaries come from a place of love and draw your boundaries. They come from a place of love. People's perceptions are their own fucking perceptions. hundred thousand percent. And really, and truly when we have boundaries, we give other people permission to do the same exact thing. I think right now what's happening in the coaching industry is there's a lot of fucked up shit that we've almost like been passed down. And it's this idea that we have to overgive and overserve and like yeah. constantly exit ourselves out and deplete ourselves in order to provide enough value and in order to make enough connections yeah. when really that's not serving anybody at the end of the day, but mm-hmm. it's learned behavior because she's doing it and then he's doing it and then they're doing it. And like, it's this constant pass down effect where if you have boundaries I have boundaries, then we all get to start having boundaries and we all get our fucking life back and our energy back and our health back and our money back. And it's amazing. Yes, 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 yes. hundred percent. And I've also, so I was actually thinking about this the other day and I was like, you know, like, I feel like in the coaching industry, people also are like, you know, you know, you're only allowed to have sole clients. And if you don't have a sole client, like, well, that's fucking stupid. And like, yes, obviously, but like you will come across shitty clients. Like it's just bound to happen. Right. And I was thinking about this and I feel like that's looked down upon in the coaching industry of like, well, you've attracted that you've done something wrong to bring that in. Like, how is that mirroring somewhere in your life? And I'm kind of like, it's mirroring nowhere in my life. Like I know like it's part of running a fucking business because I was thinking about it and like lawyers, they have to draw boundaries and they have shitty clients, doctors, exactly the same thing, consultants, like PR agencies. And I feel like we put coaching almost on like maybe a pedestal or in a whole other fucking box. And we forget that like, at the end of the day, we are running a business. If we were a lawyer and a, and a client was like crossing our boundaries, let's say they're like bombarding us on a weekend and they're crossing our right. boundaries. If, if I was a lawyer, would I allow that to happen? Probably not. So why are you letting it happen if you're a coach and, or if whatever you are, if you're letting that happen, it's generally because like, it's this like fear of like, well, if I don't meet their needs, will I be rejected or like not good enough? And it's like, well, that's, that's no, because that's a them thing. If they're going to reject you, that's a them thing. A hundred percent. It's almost like we have this idea that we owe people something like, oh, you know, like they'll say even you don't respond to every single comment or every single deed, then you're not giving back to the audience that gave you the platform. And while I do think it's important to reply to as many as possible and show up in certain ways, I owe you nothing nothing on my platform. Like I'm giving you podcast content, you know, interviews that I do with other people, conversations, guest experts I bring in. I have programs you can buy. I don't have to overgive and overserve to prove that I'm a value. My value is innate. It's who I am. And it's the same for every single one of us as humans. And it just, it's this idea that we have to know that you have to know your worth it. You have to know your value. You, you have to know you have nothing to prove. You just have to step up and claim that I am worthy 
of receiving a payment or I am worthy of receiving this person. I am worthy of, you know, X, Y, Z, you name it. And then that's what starts to be mirrored to you. Oh my God. A fucking man. I was actually saying to my friend yesterday, I was having a scenario. She's like, but why not just keep happening anyway? And I she's like, oh, like, she was like, it's bound to keep happening. And I was like, well, like you're running a business, like people will copy. Yeah, whatever. But like, and, but whatever, one of the two, maybe, and, um, I find that as soon as I draw a boundary and actually uphold the boundary, because drawing a boundary and upholding a boundary are two different things. Yep. So once I actually uphold the boundary, I find that it doesn't really get crossed again by somebody else because I feel like it's almost in my energetic like field of like, don't fuck with Monica on X because I've drawn that boundary and held myself to it with somebody else that it will generally not happen again in the future. A fucking men. I'm like all the praise hands. That's exactly it. It becomes like part of your energetic imprint that you are no longer available for X, Y, Z. So I will tell clients like sit down and decide here's what I'm available for. Here's what I'm not in my ideal clients in the type of money that I'm making in how I have to show up, right? Like for me, I show up in one place visibly every day. I'm not in all the places all the time. That's fucking exhausting to me. I'm very potent and intentional and focused with where my energy is going every day. Mm. And most of the calling in of what I create and what I have been able to attract is because of the frequency I'm holding behind the scenes. It has nothing to do with overgiving and overserving. In fact, when I did overgive and overserve and overextend myself, I made zero dollars and nobody hired me because everyone was getting what they wanted. So I completely agree that you have to really and truly Yes, create the boundary. Yes, uphold it. Now there is that weird murky transition period for me when I did that. And I was like, I attracted someone the next day and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't do it right. Oh my God, fuck, I didn't do it right. And then you start going back into it. All that it is, is like a residual residue of, okay, that's still just me attracting it in the old beliefs that I held. But now I just have to keep showing up for this boundary and it's uncomfortable. It sucks. And it feels like you're hurting someone people are going to make up stories all day long. Let them, that's not about you. And then you just have to continue to show up for that new boundary. And then, like you said, it becomes a part of who you are that no one can fuck with it. A hundred percent. And like, I always, whenever I'm drawing a boundary, my ego gets uncomfortable. It's like, I don't want to be a bitch. I don't want to hurt them X, Y, and Z. Like those stories come up of like, I'm being like mean or whatever. But I always check in with like, on a soul level, is this coming from a good place? Is it coming from me respecting myself? If it is, done. Draw the boundary, right? And it is not it, it is not within your control to know how they're going to respond or to even, um, like, change their response. Like, some people will respond right. being like, you're a fucking bitch. And it's like, well, obviously I'm not. But that's because, like, generally those people don't draw any boundaries in their life. They don't understand boundaries. And like what you were saying before, of like if we all had boundaries, I also feel like if we all had boundaries, we would all respect each other's boundaries. And we'd be like, yeah, girl, fucking honor those boundaries. Like, for example, when you and I were having this like conversation via text and I was like, what time do you want to do like account convos? And you said like, you have your boundary of like start the day at 11 a.m. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. a fucking men, like, yes, stick to that because I have my own boundaries. So when somebody is expressing their boundaries to me, I'm like, beautiful. Thank you for telling me. Okay. But Mm -hmm. until you know someone's boundaries, like you can't be a bitch back to them because they've drawn a boundary. 
Like that's, Mm-mm. that's you being triggered by them not like validating your like childhood wound of like not being heard or listened to or like, a, you know, like, oh, I'm abandoned because someone's drawn a boundary. Like, no, you're fucking not. They're just speaking yeah. up for what's true for them. That one of my mentors told me a story about that once where she said she would always reply to this um, really well-known woman's Instagram stories and she would like pour her heart out and she would tell these things and the woman would always just send a heart back and that was it. And I remember my mentor was like, you know, at first she was like, I'm pissed. Like, what did I do? Why doesn't she like me? What did I do wrong? Oh my God. Like, you know, am I doing X, Y, Z? And what does this mean about me? And then one day she was like, I had this awakening after I had kind of moved through it and had my human experience. I had this awakening of oh fuck, this actually has nothing to do with me. And this is her and her boundaries. And that's actually a really beautiful thing. And that's why people respect her. And she was like, where do I need to do that in my own life? Mm. Versus, you know, almost wanting to, people come into our inbox, they want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to be validated. And I, I, I honor that. I see that. I will say, I see you, I hear you. Thank you for sharing. Here's a heart. But it's yeah. actually not my responsibility to make sure that everyone feels seen and heard and validated because that it's just not a healthy thing. Like they need to see themselves. They need to hear themselves. And if they want that like next level support, that's where you hire someone. You have someone in your corner yeah. to be able to have that like next level of, Oh, this person is going to see me. Like this is what they're here for. Um, and then they give you the permission to see yourself. Yeah. And I feel like it's so important as if you run your own business that you have to, you don't have an option. You have to have these boundaries. Otherwise you will, it will affect your health a lot. If you are at everybody's beck and call and it will affect your health a lot, but what it also means, (laughs) you're like, yes, but what it also means. Well, honestly, like I'm healing right now from adrenal fatigue and it all comes back to four years in business of not having boundaries. Mm-hmm. And the leaching, right? That people were constantly depleting my nutrients because I was allowing it. It's no one else's yeah. fault, honestly, yeah. me. But then my health literally like took a halt and was like, nope, like you are done. We're literally knocking you out until yeah. you get this shit together. And now I have the most solid boundaries I've ever had. And they're a work in progress. Yeah. I'm constantly having to, um, another thing, another thing uh, James Olivia said was boundaries are living boundaries are like something that are movement like they're constantly shifting and expanding and growing it's not just oh here's like a barrier here's like a hard set in stone it's like something you have to choose every single moment of every single day yes a hundred percent and um when you're having your own business like it is like you don't have an option of whether to choose boundaries or not to choose boundaries but what also is the problem is if you don't have boundaries between like you know your instagram followers versus your clients for example like you will then not be able to show up fully for your clients a hundred percent and like i've had those times where like people will dm me and then they'll have a go at me for not replying to them fast enough and it's like whoa like, whoa, I'm running a business. I am not on my phone 24 seven. I do not reply to you 24 seven. Like it's obvious on my website. Like you can email me like mm-hmm. use, like, I'm like, use your brain, email me because then like one of my, like Shelby will get back to you. And she's on there every day. She does my emails every day for me, but she isn't in my Instagram. I'm in my Instagram. Um, yeah. and like those, those boundaries are like, I feel I actually been talking so much about them lately with people because I feel like it's something that's coming up. I feel like it came up a lot for people in Mercury retrograde and, um, in that November period, but, um, it's just, 
it always comes back to, if you don't have respect for yourself, you won't draw your boundaries. Nope. A hundred percent. And we wonder why the people who are having boundaries and who are, and really it's the people who are successful for the most part, they have really yeah. killer boundaries and boundaries are such a personal individual thing. Like my boundaries look completely different than your boundaries. And we have a lot of crossover, yeah. but, but there are also things that to me, I'm like, okay, here's my hard set in stone. No. And here's your nose. And like, everyone has to have that for themselves. But these people who are successful and we respect them. Like I would never, ever, ever, ever go into like Gary Vaynerchuk's, you know, whatever. And like expect an answer from him within five minutes. But then to these people who are, you know, us or maybe we're peers or whatever, and we're like expecting certain things from other people because maybe they have a lower following or whatever it might be. Yeah. But that's the reason that we respect those people's boundaries and they stick to them. And we all, even at like a lesser stage, right, we're still doing great work, but it's not like to Gary Vee's, you know, audience size, we still all, you need to establish the boundaries now. As that does create respect from your audience and then you're giving them permission to do the same thing. And then as you grow, you're going to be able to handle the growth and really you align more with the success that you're calling in because you have space for it. If you're burnt out, depleted, exhausted, and a little bit resentful of what you have right now, because you're overextending, then you're going to get more success and you're going to be more resentful and you're going to be more burnt out. Oh, yeah. exhausted. You've got establish that shit now and constantly be rebuilding them and reestablishing them as you continue to grow. Oh my God. If you don't establish boundaries when you're a smaller business, good fucking luck to you when you're trying to establish them as Gary V. Like good fucking luck. A hundred percent. And it's, that's where the respect comes in. Like you teach people how to treat you. I have had taught my audience that it was okay for them to get those one little hits for me in my DMs. And then eventually I was like, oh fuck, this is why I'm broke. I'm exhausted. My body is literally shutting down yeah. and I have, you know, quote unquote, like little pennies, right? It was because people were getting that IV hit. It was like, they would get this little like crack cocaine, like, oh yeah, just mm. a little bit, just a little bit. Cause they would get what they needed from me when I was like, wait a second, this is what I gift to my clients, like people who are investing in me and it's actually more fair to them yeah. and more respectful to their investment that they made in themselves by working with me, that I actually need to reserve this for them. And if you want to be a part of that, I would love that. But here's what it looks like. Here's what I will allow. And here's what I will not allow. And then I had to reteach my audience and continue to choose those boundaries every single day. And that's when things started to shift. Yes. And also I find for some people, and this is going to be kind of obvious, but we should elaborate on this, that when someone draws boundaries, if you are like, you will probably be triggered. Mm -hmm. That is a triggering thing for you because you wish that you had that capability to like speak up at that level and with that strength, but you mm. don't. So people can get, when you draw a boundary, and I always say this to my clients, when you draw a boundary, you're like, let's say you're drawing a boundary with your clients, right? Whether you're a lawyer or a coach, they might get fucking triggered. Mm-hmm. It is not your problem. It is mm-hmm. not your problem if they get triggered. And if yep. they get triggered and, and then turn around and like, you're a terrible person, that is mm-hmm. a them thing. And they will eventually figure it out. But you cannot limit yourself from boundaries for the sake of not triggering your clients. Because like your job is also to point out the shit to your clients that they can't see. Mm, amen. 
because they're too mm-hmm. close to it. And that's, I mean, that's what a trigger is. A trigger is, <laughs> number one, it can show you like, oh, this is triggering me because this actually isn't where I want to go. So I'm going to, I need to just like yeah. redirect. Or a trigger is, hey, here's a deeper opportunity for healing for you in this capacity. And I completely agree. When when my mentor set boundaries with me, I remember at first I was like, oh God. And then like I go into this whole spiral of like, yeah. oh, God, I messed up, I did wrong. And you might be listening to this, you know, saying, oh shit, like I'm judging myself. Oh my God, I totally blew up Monica's inbox. I totally freaked out at Olivia. Oh my God, we're not judging you, right? Like we see this yeah. is a trigger. This is a healing opportunity. And it's up to you to step up to the plate and choose it and, and go through with it. But boundaries, like you said at the beginning, kind of full circle moment are out of love, love, yeah. love, respect for yourself and then love and respect for other people. Because I don't want to not have boundaries with you and then teach you that it's okay to do X, Y, Z when you really resent them. Yeah. 100%. And that's not, and that's not hating them. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like if I don't draw boundaries with somebody and I have resentment, well then the whole fucking relationship's fucked. Mm -hmm. But if I draw boundaries and maybe it's a little uncomfortable for a few days for people, but then I fully love them, fully respect them. And I can give them, give myself fully to them and not like, oh yeah, I'll give myself to you, but kind of hate you for it. Um, And like I had an experience when I was in Aspen where um, I had been wanting to draw a boundary around my name for so long Mm. and I bit the bullet so I bit the bullet and I was like no sorry before I bit the bullet I was so uncomfortable about it because I was like you know my I I have led it was my problem like it's my fault I had my clients call me mon for ages so this is regarding mon versus monica now I have this really weird thing where if any of my friends, like if you called me Mon, I wouldn't even think twice about it. It wouldn't like be like, what the fuck? If any of my friends call me Mon, no big deal. But if a client calls me Mon or someone via Instagram DM or something like that is like, hey, Mon, my body is like, oh, like don't call me that. It's not my fucking name. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of like this thing of like my really close friends, I'm like, they can call me whatever they fucking want. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I respond. But then when it's like someone I don't really know, it doesn't sit well with me because I Mm -hmm. am a coach where I'm very professional with my clients. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a coach where I'm like, let's have sleepovers together and like call each other nicknames. That's just not my vibe. I like to be professional. Anyway. It's a respect thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me because I get, I'll catch myself getting, and I would love to hear how you redirect that because I think it's so, it's so beautiful, but I'll catch people calling me like, Hey, love, or Hey, sweetie. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Like my whole body gets like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I want, and it's not that I'm not mad at them. Cause like, they don't know, right. They're, yeah. they're just doing what they do. But I think that there is a lot of that on the internet is we feel like we're BFFs with everyone yes. and we're not. And that's when you start to feel like, Oh my God, like I just, I'm not making, I'm not ha- you know signing any clients. No one's wanting to hire me. Well, because everyone just thinks we're BFFs. Like, yeah, babe, exactly hun, what love. professional. Oh. Yep. Yeah. When, when somebody that I don't know messages me, Hey hun, I'm like, and it doesn't mean I don't reply to them or that I don't sign them as a client, but it's just like, I'm not your hun. Like we aren't best friends. Like, like when I call everybody babe, right? Like I call people babe all the time that are my friend. I don't call my clients babe. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it might slip, but then I'm like, Oh shit. Mm -hmm. And then I use their name. But, um, Mm -hmm. I, I'm really careful of that anyway. So Yes to the online best friends thing. Everyone thinks of fucking best friends. And whilst, you know, I, I so want to meet you and I so want to be able to help you, 
I am not your best friend. And that doesn't make me a bitch for saying it. It's like, I can't give my, I can't be friends with a million people. I I can't, it's too exhausting. You know, it's kind of like this analogy of like, if you have your house, you've got your like front door, like a front gate and then a gate of the driveway. Everybody via Insta- on Instagram is outside of the gate of the driveway. Then mm. as they come in closer and closer, they come through those gates. So my like best, like, my family and my best, best friends are like front door of my fucking house. Mm. And then my clients are like inside the house gate. And then yep. everybody else is like outside the driveway gate, if that makes sense. So anyway, having those like layers of friendship. So finally one day I just like, was like, fuck this. I, I'm, I'm actually making this problem worse and worse because I wasn't saying anything to anybody about please don't call me mon. And it was just like getting worse and worse and worse of like Mm. all my clients starting to call me mon. And I was Mm. like, and then they'd send me like a message and it'd be like, Hey mon. And it would just immediately make me go, Oh, and I'd have to like move past it. It wouldn't mean that I like couldn't fully reply to them or anything. It wasn't, it wasn't ever like that, but it was just this like thing in my head. And I was just like, I just don't like it. I need to bite the bullet. So I recorded this fucking Instagram story like 10 times and it wouldn't fucking upload. It kept failing. And I was like, is this like a sign from the universe? And I was like, no, fuck this. It's being uploaded. So I finally uploaded it and basically like it was also really triggering for me to even say it because it was like that inner child of like not being accepted. Like I was like, my inbox is going to overflow with like apologies. I don't need apologies. I'm not taking any offense to it because I never told anybody. It's like, if your name is like Elizabeth and people start calling you Liz, like it's fair enough if you don't say anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I, yeah, anyway, I basically said like, Hey guys, like, I just want to let you know, please don't call me mom. Like, please Mm -hmm. don't. Um, like my, like I was like my best friends knew they could call me mom and my friends, like I I sent all my friends a message, like I'm going to upload this Instagram story. It doesn't apply to you. Don't listen to it. Um, and they all call me mom or whatever, but yeah, I just, I really, that was a hard boundary for me to draw. But as soon as I drew it, I felt so much better and like, mm-hmm. yes, some people were like really apologizing. And I said to them, I was like, please do not apologize. Like you have nothing to apologize yeah. for. You did not know it was my problem to address it. But now people right. don't call me mon. And it's just like right. such a fucking relief. <laughs> wow. That is so beautiful. I, I, I love that. And like, you know, like you said, when you set boundaries, other people who are setting boundaries respect that. Cause I'm like, oh my God, that is amazing. Because that's something that I, I have struggled with as well. When people will like give me nicknames and things. And I'm like, listen, it's not that I don't care about you. I fucking have so much care and compassion and love in my body. Like, I don't think I have like a mean bone in my whole body. Um, and so I've been told people will tell me that, but it also is just, I, you literally cannot be everything for everyone. And you have to establish these boundaries. Cause like you said, resentment is like a poison and mm. resentment will continue to seep into every nook and cranny. If you don't set that boundary and establish that with someone. And it doesn't mean that we don't love you like so much fucking love for you. Like sending you love, sending you light, like really and truly meaning it, but I can't be your go-to and you can't have a million go-tos. And if you do have a million people who are constantly coming to you and you're someone who has all the acquaintances and all of the BFFs in the world, do you have clients? Do you have a business? Do you have access? Or do you just have a lot of like, and like a lot of people almost hooked into you 
where you are, like you're slowly being depleted over time. And I look at all of these hooks in your solar plexus, right? Because that's where the boundaries and mm. the power comes in. And it's like, it's being pulled apart and ripped open slowly. So it's easy to ignore, but eventually it's just like, all of a sudden you're like, I have nothing left. And you have uh. to self-contain, unhook and dissolve all of these cords, shut all of these doors and be self-contained in love, having it extending out. But people are not allowed to just like throw their claws in there. I fucking peel their claws. Yeah, get rid of that fucking leech, seriously. But resentment is honestly the killer. It's not lack of communication that kills relationships. Mm -hmm. It's resentment. When when you said the word resentment, I immediately just saw this like black, like disgusting, creepy poison that just like seeps through every little crack in your body. And that's like honestly what it does. And if you want to be an amazing businesswoman or businessman, the worst thing that you can do is let your clients cross boundaries where you have resentment towards them because like it will eat you alive and you'll have no fucking business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like that's, you, that's you when will you're be dead in your bed. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. You'll have adrenal fatigue and probably die. <laughs> hi. Yeah. Like high healing from adrenal fatigue for like the last two years right here. Yeah. And that's exactly what it really is. It's something and it's adrenal fatigue is so rampant right now in the coaching industry. And we've all just normal Normalized. Like I normalized it for years. I was like, oh, this is just how it goes. And like drink more coffee. It's so cute. Like I love coffee. And yeah. then also I was drinking like three, four, five cups a day. I've got zero, you know, energy for anything. And I was like, why the hell isn't everything that I'm quote unquote doing working? It's because who I was being and my energy behind the scenes was completely doubt. And yes, it feels like you're a bitch when you boundaries. It, it does. It, there's a lot of conditioning in there because we've been we've been bred for community, for connect, belonging. Like that's what we are in the feminine. We love necked, but, and then we start to fear the rejection and all these pieces of being abolished or abandoned or yeah. thrown out of the truck, right? It's like so deep in our DNA, but you have to, as Monica beautifully says, like when she was on my podcast, step into the fierce feminine and it's not you being a bitch. It's you standing for yourself in your power from a space of love and literally handing the torch to another woman or another man to do the same exact thing and allow people to take their back and take their lives back and actually have the success, the relationships, the, the abundance, the happiness, the joy, the vitality that they can then show up better in their business and make a bigger impact and leave a bigger imprint because they actually have the energy to fucking do so. But they have oh to have goodness. a life. Seriously. And I always say to my clients, know the difference. This is for everybody. Know the difference between boundaries and bitchiness. They are not the same fucking thing. And if you think that they are the same thing, you need to work around that because they're not the same fucking thing. Yep. Right. You have to feel into the intention, feel into like what happens in your body, right? Feel into like, where is this coming from? And, you know, have I done my work around this? Like if I'm in resentment mode and maybe some of you are listening to this, you're in resentment, you're angry, you're feeling taken advantage of, there's going to be a weird transition period where when you start establishing boundaries and you're going to have to do a lot of, a lot of healing and please seek support if you want to be held during that because it's super important. But it's almost like you have this weird murky transition period of it and you have to do the healing around it and then stay the fucking course and trust the process. And it will shift from, oh my God, I'm such a bitch to, 
oh my God, like I am so grateful that I did that. And other people are going to say thank you too, because I've had people tell me, oh my God, thank you for giving me permission to do, to do the exact same thing. Cause I never thought that I was allowed to. Yes, 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 yes. And I always get my clients to write out their dream fucking boundaries. Mm, dream fucking boundaries. Okay. Yep. Anything else you want to mention on boundaries? Cause I just thought of something else to ask you. No, I mean, I, I think just like let, again, boundaries be in progress. Like they're not going to be perfect tomorrow. And you might try and be like, oh, that actually doesn't feel very good. Yeah. Let them be malleable and let them shift and pivot and transition over time. And if you are like, I don't even know where to start, ask someone, like hire someone, work with yeah. someone. Because I didn't know what boundaries looked like either. And I was working with people who didn't have boundaries. So then I didn't have boundaries mm-hmm. and I had to finally work with someone that I was like, you know what? I'm a little triggered by her. She, she gives me a little bit of like, Oh, she's not giving me enough of what I want, but yeah. I'm like, I'm going to hire her because that's fucking what I want. And you now know what? it is so good to hire. Yeah. It is so good to hire coaches that trigger you. I um, have been told multiple times I trigger people, but like in a good way. Like right. always, like I listen to this podcast, you trigger the fuck out of me. Like if you have a coach that triggers <laughs> yep. you, that's awesome. Cause you will learn so much more than a coach that just gives you warm fucking cuddles all day. Like you mm, do that's not, not, yeah, that's want not a coach. Healthy. Like that's not what go fucking hire a best friend then. If you want a coach, you want a coach that fucking tells you how it is and calls you out in your fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it stings and sometimes you're mad. Like sometimes my coach will say things and I'm mad for a couple of days. I'm like, yeah. God, like that's not what I wanted to hear, but she ain't my BFF. Like she is someone. And, and I consider her like her in person. I would go hug her and you know, we might get coffee, but would never ask to sleep over at her house. I would never like turn her friends to a concert. Like we are two separate people and she's my mentor. She's an expander for me. She's a teacher and a guide. She is not my FF who sometimes my BFF even says, you want me to FF right now? Or do you want me to like kind of give you some tough love? And I'm like, mm, I need right now. Okay. And I can decide between people in my life who are my cheerleaders and I have people in my life who are both. And I have people who in my life who are those people who have that trigger and can teach me something. And that's what you fucking need. Seriously. Yeah. And like, another way to like, another way to like start the boundary process is to stop fucking people pleasing. That's a really simple way to start getting in start getting like comfortable with your own desires. Mm-hmm. Stop fucking people pleasing. People that have boundaries are not people pleasers. And you know, your core values. I remember like three mm-hmm. of my core values are, um, well, like integrity and honesty and those types of core values, but, um, richness, depth and quality. So that yeah. changed completely when I noticed the reason I was feeling is because I wanted quantity, like how many can I get right? How Mm. numbers and, and the more, the more, the more. And I was so focused on that. And it was all very surface. And I was like, why am I exhausted? Like I have what I quote unquote want, but it wasn't what I really deeply desired. It's what I was conditioned to believe that I wanted. So I had to do the healing and the deconstruction there. And then I had to stop judging myself for just saying, here's what I fucking want. And I was like, Ooh, but that's not what I'm supposed to say. Oh God, no, she's going to, Oh, she's not going to like that. It was, but here's what I want. I can trust that. And then I was able to create boundaries around those core values, not what I thought I had to be. Um, okay. Your relationship. Yeah. You guys obviously have like separate time together and then you come back together physically, obviously, but emotionally you're together all the time. Um, can you tell us a bit about it? Mm, Of course. Absolutely. So it is not anything I ever 
would have dreamt or would have quote unquote chosen back in the day. Like it's not what I saw for my life, but I really do believe me choosing my husband. I mean, we've been married. It'll be eight years next month um, together for 13. And thank you. Yeah. When we, you guys made that school sweethearts. We are. Yeah. Okay. It is so popular in America. The whole high school sweetheart thing. It is like unheard of in Australia. Really? Yeah. Really, really. Yeah. 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 We, we were high school sweethearts. We did break up for a little bit around like after high school and then getting back together. So there was like on and off parts or whatever. We always kind of had each other in each other's lives, but there were times where we would kind of go silent and then we would somehow we're always drawn back. I believe it was the first time I ever trusted my gut and trusted my intuition without knowing what that meant because it didn't make any sense when he asked me to marry him. We had been talking for maybe a couple months He said, I joined the military. I want you to come with me. He told me this whole story of when he was on mushrooms and he had this vision. (laughs) Please tell us the vision. (laughs) Um, He was in the fetal position. He was having a really bad trip. And he said that I came in and I was like rubbing his back and telling him it was all going to be okay. And from there, he was like, I knew in that instant, like you were the one for me. And he was like, I I can only do this with you. And I was like, okay. Like I, he was my first love. He was my first everything. And I loved him so deeply. And every person I had tried to date after that, like just wasn't filling that same place in my heart. And so I said, okay. So I got married a few months later, he went to basic training. We got married, we moved across the country and we've been moving every two to three years since. So yeah, we spend more time apart than we do together. Again, not anything I ever would have chosen. I had a lot of um, codependency I had to break a lot of things I had to rewrite um, I was not good at spending time alone I'm such a social butterfly so it was weird for me to constantly move and have to make new friends but I really do believe this was part of my karmic soul agreement of being mm-hmm. here is learning this and and healing that and realizing truly how powerful I am how independent I can be you know really being able to stand for myself and be able to adapt and shift and constantly pivot to support him and his purpose because his service in the military is what his heart longs for. He tried to get out for a year. It was the most miserable year of our lives. Um, And we ended up getting back in because he, he craves that deeper purpose and that deeper impact. And Mm -hmm. part of me and my purpose, not only is in my coaching business and my mentorship I do, but in also holding down the fort and supporting him while he serves his purpose because he also can't do it without me. Um, and so, yeah, we spend a lot of time apart. And one of our biggest things, whenever I ask him this, cause I'll bring him on the podcast sometimes, or we've done Facebook yeah. lives together. And one of our biggest things that we're both committed to is our own personal growth, but then also our growth as a couple. So when we're apart, we're both so focused on, okay, how am I growing as an individual? And like, what am I doing? And, and what is it that I need in this season? And then when we come back together, we're able to then kind of expand and elevate as a team. And then we're able to say, okay, what do we both need now in the relationship? And what's that next level of growth for us here? We don't become complacent. We don't settle for average or mediocre. We choose each other every single day, but we also choose ourselves. Like if I wasn't doing what I love or he wasn't doing what he loves, there would be resentment and there would be issues in the marriage. But because we're both so full in our own way, on our own, when we come together, we're able to then have fullness and 
expansion and, and all of the goodness in our relationship because we take the time to do our own thing. And then we come back and we have that honeymoon phase. Like every few months, whenever he's gone, like we, he comes home and it's like a whole like butterflies, anxiety, like, oh my God, <laughs> like I just had it the other day. He just came home on Wednesday after a month away. And I was like a ball of nerves, just so excited for him to walk through the door and he sweeps me off my feet. And then it's like a whole whirlwind. And it just, we get to have that novelty because we have the military, but we also create it. We do a lot of things separately. We're very different people, but then we come together and we're both full and high on life. That when yeah. we come together, we're not expecting things from each other. We're able to be Because you're so our- full individually. Yep. That yep. is so important. Even when I'm coaching, it's really beautiful. When I'm coaching men, a lot of the time they want to focus on the women in their lives. Yeah. Like, like, how can I help her? Like, this is what was happening for her last week. And I'm like, I don't care about her. Like, it right. is so important in a relationship for you both to have that passion and that love and that connection separately so when you come together it is like a fucking explosion and you're not you're not getting anything from each other or giving to each other you're two whole amazing people coming together as like one bigger amazing person absolutely it's exactly that and we're both responsible you know like will smith has a quote somewhere floating around about his his marriage and he says like you know, it leads to, again, resentment when you're expecting your partner to fill every single need that you have. The truth is you have to fill those needs for yourself. Like I am responsible for my own happiness. And then when I show up to the relationship, then that's what's mirrored. We're both feeling whole and full and, and, and excited to see each other. We're not expecting and then secretly having resentment under the underneath the surface of like, oh, I'm not fucking getting what I'm wanting. Mm. If I'm not getting what I need, I'll give it to myself. But then I also bring it to him in open communication. Yeah. And I share like, hey, here's what I'm needing. Like, here's what I'm not fully receiving. He's yes. able to say the same thing and we're able to work on it together. We can't read each other's minds. And so open communication absolutely has, to, especially in spending time apart, has to be one of the main drivers or you're going to have resentment and you're going to have frustration. And then you're going to, you're either growing together or you're growing apart. And what I see for a lot of couples is they're so focused in on themselves. They don't meet back in the middle of like, okay, let's create something Mm -hmm. together. They just end up growing out into two different arms and two different legs and like going opposite ways where we're consciously choosing, okay, how can we grow as a couple? I love that. That's super important. Okay. So I love my own space. Like love, love, love my own time. Like hell, I took myself to fucking Macy's last night to do my own Christmas shopping. Like that shit makes me happy. Right. Like my ideal birthday in a couple of weeks is to have a day by myself, just like walking around, reading books in bookstores. Like that's my ideal day. Right. Like pure bliss for me. Mm. So, but I also am a social butterfly. I'm very extroverted. So it's like this balance like this dance between the two of them now what this then means is like I've been in relationships quite a few times with cancers and like I don't like putting labels on things but they were very cancery right I'm a cancer mm-hmm. you're a cancer I'm a cancer mm-hmm. oh, I thought you were Leo or something for some reason I have cancer I'm a cancer sun Taurus moon Virgo rising and okay. then I'm four planets in Leo Okay, because you have a lot of fire in you as well. Lots of fire, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Cancer and Sag thing just didn't really work out that well. And my husband's a Sagittarius. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. So I know the Cancer Sagittarius very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so just like really didn't work work out well for me. Now, because they would always want to be with me and I'd be like, fuck off. I just want a weekend to myself, right? Okay. 
yeah. I am not the best person to give advice on how to be alone because I'm like, isn't it amazing? So for you, how do you navigate that journey from hating being alone to now, I don't know whether you enjoy it, but like being wherever you are now? Okay. That's a good question. I'm <laughs> laughing because you and my husband are like so much the same. It's hilarious. And that is part of too, like the masculine energy, very Sagittarius of like needs the nothingness needs the time alone. Like, let me go off like by myself in solitude for a weekend. Like, let me just yeah. fucking unplug. And then as a cancer and then going super feminine, super fluid, super watery, it's like, Oh my God, like, I just want to love everything. Yeah. Like I'm so obsessed with you. And you know, my husband and then let's also when- wind in there. I'm a generator, human design type, also a type eight Enneagram. And then I've got like Sag in like my mm. Sag and my, my, my moon and sun, no, my rising moon and sun are Sag. And then I have Gemini as my sun. Yeah. Like there's just, there's a lot, a lot of out for you. Yeah. There's a lot uh-huh. of like, there's a lot of energy in me basically which again, doesn't surprise me very Monica. Um, so yeah. So for me, like when Joe is home, I, I am very much like, I am obsessed with my husband on every level. Like I truly, truly am. And I don't just say that like weirdly obsessed and like, he's kind of sometimes obsessed with me, but he definitely (laughs) needs more alone time than, than I do. Um, but for me navigating that of how to start being alone, because I am so social and I am like, I love being with people. one, I think age has helped because the older I get, the more I love and like value my alone time and my nothingness. Mm. Um, But also for me, it was realizing that I am like my own best company and I can do and be whatever I want to be and like giving myself full fucking permission where before I was like a chameleon, like of, okay, who do I need to be with this group? And who do I need yeah. to be with people? I'm like, okay, what about this? And I was constantly focused on everybody else. But when I self-contained and called my energy back into me, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I actually don't need anything else. And I love other people. And I love being with other people. And I love being with my husband when he's home. I'm like, he, he can't even pee by himself. No, he can. But I always joke, <laughs> like, I'm just going to be, like, in the bathroom, like, babe, hi. Like, how, why is your shower taking so long? Hey. But I have learned that truly, like, how can I make the most of this time by myself? And I've noticed too, when I'm alone is when I'm able to do my deepest growth, my deepest healing. I can hear my team. I can hear, you know, my energy team, my soul team, my angels. I can talk to myself. I can, you know, I can do whatever I want. And from there, I realized that's how you're able actually to hear your own answers, hear your own soul and your own intuition. When you're constantly with other people, all you have in your head is other people's voices. 100%. So when I was able to unhook from all of this and come back, I was like, oh my God, magic happens when I'm alone. Magic happens when I'm by myself. And this is actually one of the beautiful, greatest gifts that I have. So I need to make this a conscious effort to have time alone, whether he's home or whether he's not, we still do things separately. Um, and it's just been really cool to see. So I look at it as more of a blessing and more of, yeah. a, more of a, there's a benefit to it than just like, oh, fuck, nobody wants to be my friend. And like, that's my own healing I had to do. You know what? Like for me, if I, you know, like having a man that like would be away for a week and then come back and like, that's kind of like a really optimal situation because it also just means that I don't have somebody else that's like mm-hmm. needing me or wanting me. 
Do you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. I get to just be me for that week. I can just be a workaholic because I have so many sides to my personality and, like, that can be a lot for some people. And, like, I have weeks where I am just, like, fuck off everybody and I am head down, ass so far in the air doing mm-hmm. my work. Yeah. And then other weeks I, like, I want to hang out and I want to be more social and, and X, Y, and Z. And um, I think this is just, like, yeah, like it's it, – Oh, someone's just tooting their horn. Um, it is awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yes, yes. <laughs> the angels rejoice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a fucking dream to be able to be in a relationship yeah. where you're both committed to each other. So you don't have to worry about like cheating or anything. But yes. it just means that, you know, you both are so fucking fulfilled that mm-hmm. when you come together, there's no like neediness. It's like oh, it's pure yeah. joy. And that that sounds like a fucking dream. It's beautiful. And it, you know, really too, it helps in, you have to be intentional with the time that you do have together, you know, mm. because so often we're numb going through life. We're unconscious. We're asleep. We're just like yeah. going through the motions and which like literally makes my skin crawl of like, oh my God, ew, like, no, 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 not for yeah. me. And so you have to like every single day when he's home and there's times where we go unconscious or numb and it's like, oh fuck, like that, there's that pattern. There's that subconscious. It's going back into how can we be so intentional with the time that we're spending together that it's almost like a meter is getting filled up. Yeah. And then when he's gone, I'm able to call on these beautiful memories we've created, or I'm able to get excited about the memories we'll create when he comes home. And we're so fucking intentional. And there is the piece too about the trust, like you said, we have such deep trust in each other. And I had a lot of my own work to do because I was cheated on before. Mm. Um, and I had a lot of healing to do there because I would project it onto him in the beginning of our marriage. And he was okay. like, I've never done anything to like be disloyal. This is not yeah. fair that you're putting this on me. So if you don't have trust. Then yeah. You and if you're insecure, good luck. Yeah. that's your shit to heal. And if you've had trust broken, especially in the relationship you're in now, you please go to therapy, please go to counseling. Mm. Like it's so, it's one of those things you cannot just pretend that it's all fine. And like, no, that there's that resentment underneath or there's the constant fear. And if fear is the driver for your relationship, good fucking luck. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Amen to that. A fucking man. That is inspirational Thank you. I'm like I'm like okay this is inspiring me to definitely want to call in my husband that's like away sometimes not all the time but sometimes. yeah if you have like some a successful man there's successful businessmen that are gone sometimes mm. there's you know you could do military but then you can't travel with them which is the no problem. I don't want military because then I just be like no I I just want like I want like so my dad traveled a lot when we were when we were younger I'm like yeah. that sounds perfect like a successful businessman that's just like traveling it also means I can travel with them if I want to then he's like working like during the day and we catch up at nighttime you know have dinner in Paris like I'm cool with that god (laughs) your life I fucking love it let's have dinner in Paris it's fine it's fine yeah I'll come with you fine oh my god so you'll love this so like I'm obsessed with your fucking Yorkie right and I miss my dog so much peanut like so fucking much she's she's on the um she's on my screensaver look Oh my God. How can you say goodbye to your baby? I know she's fucked up anyway. Like it's actually should be illegal how cute she is. Like it actually, it actually makes you want to kill her because she's that cute. Um, (laughs) I I completely relate. I've had that feeling before about my dog. Yes. Yeah. You know, the science behind why women say I want to eat you or I want to kill you because you're so cute. No. It's because our brains, like as a woman, we can't handle that much love that we, we want to kill it. So we don't have to feel that pain for love. 
my god i know Oh my God. Anyway, I know. Expand that capacity. I know, right? Seriously. So I've, when I'm walking around New York, there's just so many fucking cute dogs. I have literally, I literally was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, okay, so if I went traveling, like, would you then take the dog? And he was like, yeah, I'll take the dog for a bit. And like, I was like, okay, this could fucking work. So my plan was like, I'll get a dog. And then when I travel, like he can just, the dog could just stay with him. Yeah. And then literally got home that night and I fucking Googled does Air France allow dogs on to Paris, like from New York to Paris? Yeah. And get this, you're only allowed a dog on, on the plane from New York to Paris um, if you fly economy. Oh, interesting. Why? I know. I don't know. And so John was like, well, Air France has lost a fucking customer. And I was like, seriously. So wow. obviously you're allowed to take them. I don't know about quarantine though. I'm kind of hoping there's no quarantine with Europe. And I was like, okay, well then that could work. But I know with Australia, you have to then quarantine them. And I'm not going to put my fucking cute little dog through quarantine. Her name's also going to be Jelly because then I have like peanut butter and jelly. That's adorable. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, I love it so much. I love little babies, and that's helped, too, when Joe's gone. Mm. Like, if I had nothing alive to come home to, <laughs> it would be so sad. So we got Charlie, my little Yorkie who's sleeping right here. So cute. Oh. Oh um, but we got him because when Joe leaves, I have to come home to something that's so excited to see me. Yeah. And I have connection and love with something so little and so cute. And then I have oh. two cats, too, that are freaking adorable. So I have, like something to have that aliveness and that life and that excitement and that happiness in my home because I don't have kids and you can't board kids. So I don't know if I'll have them because with yeah. animals, you can board them. If I want to travel, uh, I can just have someone watch them, but it, it definitely helps to have the little ones. Yeah. Me. I really, I fucking really want a dog. I'm actually going to like go and look at pet shops for dogs. Oh my God. You're going to die. I know. I know. I'm not, I'm not going to let myself get one until I've like, figured out the whole like quarantine situation but like yeah. I really want a dog they're just so fucking beautiful I follow this Instagram account I think it's Bunny's Buddies and oh. she rescues animal like dogs from like China where they like eat them and they have like the dog whatever Whoa. and she rescues them and she puts them on her Instagram stories and people adopt them all the time and she like nurses them back to health and they're the cute, like I cry watching her Instagram stories every day of just like so much cuteness and she saves them and rescues them and gives them a home. And it's like the most beautiful thing. Oh my God. You know, what has been breaking my heart. We have a lot of bushfire, not a lot, a fuck ton in Australia, like so scary in our government. You know what he says? And my sister is so funny. She just posts on his Instagram, on her Instagram story, a screenshot of his Twitter being like, yeah, this is a good fucking help. Um, he just goes like, I think he just said like, my thoughts are with those in the fires. Like, what the fuck is that going to do? Like, what? Like, Australia does nothing for climate change. It's out of control. Yeah. Um, like, we, we weren't allowed to attend the UN meeting this year. Same with, like, America. America wasn't allowed to attend and neither was Australia. And I'm like, we are, like, first world fucking countries. Right. Right. This makes fuck all sense. Like, it's, it's actually, yeah. like, embarrassing. Anyway, and all these koalas have been getting like fried to death. And they're not, it's like, it's like, I think koalas are pretty dumb. They're not realizing that they're getting burnt. So people are running into fires to pull them off trees and then like rescuing them. And I got goosebumps and you can this hear- me, Like my tears in my eyes right yeah, now. Yeah, you can yeah. hear the koalas like screaming, but like, no. oh my God, I have goosebumps. But they don't, I don't think they realize- that they're like getting burnt so they don't know to run so they're just staying and like dealing with the pain and it's like koalas are already like a 
endangered species. species. And last time I checked, 350 koalas had been, had been killed and that's a lot. And now like it's probably way more because that was a couple of weeks ago I think that I saw that. And it's just like so fucking scary. And these fires are – so like I think – um. I can't remember what the Amazon was, the size, but when I last checked, over a million hectares have been burnt in Australia, which is like, which was so beyond the Amazon, like so beyond the Amazon. It's kind of interesting how people will have like, they'll they'll have an uproar about the Amazon rainforest, but then like, I'm like, Australia's got a million hectares burnt down and like nothing is being done. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. It's kind of like when like someone dies in America it's like all over the all over the news but when someone dies in like Iraq or something it's like oh yeah it's another day and I'm like this makes zero sense like it's just something it makes no sense to me Mm -hmm. um so let's all fucking pray that Australia does something for climate change sometime soon I saw a picture on Instagram and it was like kangaroos that were running out of the fire and Mm. or like hopping out of the what do they do yeah hopping Uh, yeah out of the fire it's devastating it really is and that's just it too of like you know it's one thing to have thoughts towards it and it's one thing to pray for it and prayer is fucking powerful don't get me wrong but it's like also what are you doing about it and like how are we doing to spread more love and spread more light and spread more healing so that I mean because the the earth planet earth is is a complete reflection of us here who are inhabiting you know, so as we go up in frequency and as we heal, we heal those around us and we're constantly raising the vibration and the planet is then mirroring that. And the planet, I really do believe it won't be in so much suffering and so much low frequency forever. It's on its way up, but it's taking all of us doing our fucking work. Like get off your ass and fucking do something. About oh my it. God. So two things. Firstly, um, if we all had more self-respect, we wouldn't be disrespecting mother earth, like bottom line. Right. And number two, um, everyone just goes like oh donate 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 and I'm like that's great but it's doing fuck all for actual change right it's allowing the firefighters to like do their work and everything yeah but is it changing the government no and that's the problem the government is the problem Mm -hmm. so it's like do you know what actually like does something is like showing up to political campaigns and like doing like being involved in those climate change protests and like Mm -hmm. sharing on social media and actually being involved in change, not just like sitting on your fucking ass and like donating a few dollars. Like that's great, but it actually doesn't do anything. Like it really doesn't do anything. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. 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 God. Well, and that's why I love energy healing work because energy healing, like it's just infusing more and more and more um, key codes into your prayers and you can literally like send into the quantum field and send into the planet Reiki energy or energy healing. Like We are so fucking powerful. And especially when we band together. So enough with the us versus them divide. Like can we all fucking come together and be the one true love, the one true light and change the fucking planet. But it takes you showing up for it each and every single day. So what are you going to do about it? Seriously, seriously. Um, Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you. This, I didn't even realize we were starting at the beginning. This was so fucking fun. It just was, flew. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, I just flew forward because then it like doesn't, it's not like a hi, like awkward. <laughs> it's like just fucking straight into it. Like, hi. <laughs> exactly. Hi. Yeah. I'll be oh, yeah. I didn't even introduce you. Like, everyone, this is Olivia. What do you even think about that? I'm Olivia. Hi. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll meet you in Paris for dinner. We'll yeah. do it again. 
Yeah, perfect, easy, perfect. done, amazing. Okay, cool. Is there any last things? Do you know what I was thinking actually before? I was like, you know how everyone at the end of their podcast asks like that one question all the time? Yep. I was like, I should come up with one. So let's see okay. if I actually stick to this, but I thought of one, okay? okay? I probably will forget it for all the future episodes or whatever, we'll do it for you. Okay. What is your favorite quality about yourself? Oh, that's a good question. No, wait, no, no. Wait, oh. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. What's your favorite asset? about your oh, asset oh god that's a good question um oh god oh, is it like physical emotional spiritual anything and the first thing that comes to mind well I do really love my ass so I will okay. say that asset yeah. ass yeah. um as far as like let's go deeper Olivia and like really dig into your soul <laughs> um it would be that I I will not ever give up like I'm so committed to mm-hmm growth and evolution and expansion and healing and community and all like I am so here for the ride I'm like I don't fucking care what happens tomorrow I don't stress about the small stuff I'm not constantly living in fear I just trust like this is the journey this is the ride that I'm on for this lifetime at least and I show up for it every single day like I never let anything fully knock me out I'll talk about it sometimes of I'm fucking done I'm throwing everything in like I can't even believe this is happening again but I'm like nope I'm here for it. And I just keep showing up every single day for it. Yes. I feel like that's why we get along so well because we both have like so much drive and motivation and determination. 100%. Yeah. Well, I want you to answer the question. Okay. Okay. I love my ass as well. Um, We got mum and dad gave me the good genes and my brother and my sister. Actually, we all have good asses in our family, which is great. Yeah. We're like a really good bum family. Um, And And then I love my, I love my eyes because mm, one of my eyes is half brown. So I love that. Ooh. But in terms of my like depth inside, yeah, I, you know what I love? Mm. I don't take shit from anybody. Mm. Like I back myself 1000% and I'm so no bullshit. Like people always say you're the exact same on Instagram as you are in real life. And I'm like, yeah, my why the fuck wouldn't compliment. You? Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't I be? Like, these people that live two lives, fuck that shit. Um, so I love that I am so unapologetically me. Like, I'm the exact fucking same. I love it. I definitely see that for you. Every Like, who you are here when we talk and then who you are on Instagram is the exact same. And yeah. I think that's another reason we get along so well because energy doesn't lie. So yeah. the people that live the double life thing, I really do believe that we're coming to a – a certain time in reality where that won't be allowed anymore because people will be able to like taste it from a mile away. And I completely see that for you. And I do think that that's why we get along. Yeah. I like my question. I'm going to like try and stick to it. I do. Yeah, it's good. I like that. I really like my hair too. I'm yeah, like, good. what else do I like? Oh, about yes, that? shit. I like my hair as well. Yeah. Really good hair. Yeah, <laughs> we, we both have very good hair. Yeah, Thick, nice. long, everything. Tex- texturous. That's yeah. Wild, a little sexy, just like a little messy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't like give that. me flat hair. If I have flat oh. hair, I'll die. Oh, my God. No way. My favorite hair day is day three because it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. People will literally be like, what day are you on for your hair? And like, that will depict my mood. Like, shit you not. Yep. At the beginning, I hate it. Somewhere in the middle, there's usually a couple days that are rough, but then at the very end, it's like, oh God, like it just needs to get washed. Like, you know, but I really do. I love wild, messy, the bigger, the better. Yeah. Yes. Can Mm -hmm. I please see Charlie? Yeah. He's just over here. Let's see if we can see. Charlie. Come here, baby guy. Oh. 
Is he all warm? Oh my god, yeah, he's so he's cute. Sleeping in his like a little circle. Oh, baby. Hi. Can you say hi to Monica? Oh my god, he's so fucking cute. He's like, why did you wake me up, bitch? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Come visit anytime, but only when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or or, or you come to New York when it's blizzard snowing. That's perfect. Okay, do you know what I love is because most friends you meet and they're like, let's go somewhere tropical. And I'm all, let's go to a fucking mountaintop and be cozy with, you know, cow and, you know, cozy up next to the fire. Mm. I am so here for it. Like, let's go to like Aspen, ultimate bougie vibes. And then just like fucking cozy up by the fire all day. You can go skiing. We can freeze our asses off. And then we get cozy. Like, what is better than that? Like, I don't know. And then you watch the stars and the moon at night because you're so high up and there's oh no light pollution. Oh my God. I love that. I'm here uh, for With it. a fire, with a fire. With a fire for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, if you have the hot man at that point, I've oh, got oh. cozy. Yes. Fuck yes. You know what is the best thing about men? Not the best thing, but one of the best things is that they're yeah. like giant man heaters. Oh like, my God. Literally. Oh, you know what? It's cold and you just like suck up and they're like, get the fuck off me. I'm like, no, you're so warm. <laughs> my husband, poor guy, he is, he's like always running super, super hot. Mm. And so I'll like try I'm like, let's cuddle. So we'll cuddle. And then he, five seconds later, he's like, babe, I want to cuddle, but I'm like dripping sweat. <laughs> like I've got it. Cause he's just so hot all of the time, but it's a hard problem to have being hot all the time. It's so hard. <laughs> Yeah, sucks to be him with his friggin' eight pack. He'll eat like a whole pizza and drink a whole six pack of beer, and he still has a six pack. And I'm like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> but I look at his, you know, pizza and beer, and I'm like, already gaining weight. But that's okay. That's fine, right? Like, I have good hair, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. You got a good hair, good bum. That's all you need. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Thank you so much, Olivia. This has been the best. Oh, thank you. Always a pleasure. Always an honor. Always a gift. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. I will let you know when the episode is out. I just thought maybe I'll put it out for my birthday. Okay. How old are you going to be? I'm 23. That's it. Oh my God. You carry (laughs) yourself older. I'm not like the looks. I'm not saying you like look old. I just really, you carry yourself so well of just being older. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have a lot of people are very surprised. Yeah. 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 What did you I, say? Sorry. No, I said happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm young too. I just turned 28. So I'm still. Oh, young. that's young. I started to You're gonna have your like satin returns next year. January. <gasps> oh my god. I'm terrified, however. <clears throat> I think that because I like this since July. I've been going through such a transition of like doing mm. so much deconstruction and healing that there's very little that's out of alignment in my life because I've been committed to it. I yeah. think Saturn return hits you where you literally feel like you're going to die when you're not living in alignment. That's so true. Hey, if you're, if you're having a shit ball Saturn return, make sure you tell me so we can do a podcast episode on it. Okay. I will. Otherwise, I mean, I- we'll be waiting like a million years from me because like that's a fucking while away. I mean, like, will Saturn return still be a thing? And then I don't yeah. know. Like, who knows? Who fucking knows? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely keep you posted. I do want to write a book. So hopefully it's, you know, a little juicy. Oh. If there's nothing in there, what a fucking letdown. <laughs> I should, I, maybe I should fuck some things up really quick just so that I have to get that back. <laughs> so funny. I'm all canceled clear. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Don't fuck anything up. I've been working so fucking hard. No, don't do it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh God. Thank you. Thank you. Have an incredible day.
You too. And happy birthday. Go enjoy New York. Thank Let you. me know how it is. Thank you. I will. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So what did I say, guys? Fucking hilarious, right? So this is your little reminder to make sure that you've checked out which room wisdom if you are interested in tapping into more of your magic, manifestation, money, potions, spells, everything. And also it comes with the most epic bonus if you get it in time for early bird for the Happy Holidays Masterclass, which is seriously invaluable. And also do not forget to have an incredible Christmas, an incredible holiday break, and I will see you in January. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 